Follow us on social media. Bye. Oh yeah. Do, yeah do you guys want me? Do you want me to do the social media? Yeah, stuff? we should probably yeah, plug the social media every once in a while. That. We can <laughs> let's add that. Let's add that part in at the end. Um, no, no, we're leaving the whole. Okay, this all whole of it. Bit. Perfect. This um, weekend science is completely candid. unedited. Nobody I love that. Candid. I love that. A it's raw. actually live. People are listening right <laughs> That's now. That's awesome. <laughs> it's this week. It's right now. <laughs> it's this week right now. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Not Yet a Doctor, for another installment of This Week in Science. This week, we're talking about a paper for the week of February 27th, and it came out the previous week. But before we get into the paper, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, what do you know about bacteria? Uh, oh. Going back to high school yeah. biology, maybe. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm kind of in the hot seat because Om knows a lot about bacteria, I'm sure. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh single cellular organisms um, yeah. that are eukaryotic no, no. prokaryotes prokaryotic. <laughs> okay. um, but what does that mean yeah that's a great question um they have uh different organelles inside i'm <laughs> um, shaking his head they um you want to cut in actually yeah. i don't have organelles no, they're free, everything's free floating. That's what that's what also interesting thing about them. Oh. And at least at least my understanding of them, um, everything's free fold, uh, free float floating. Also, their DNA is very interesting uh, because it is circular as opposed to linear like our DNA. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also not compartmentalized. But they have one long, typically. Well, uh, I'll be very careful with this one. Their main chromosomal DNA is one long circular strand. They also have episomes. Uh, that exist as well, which are smaller DNAs that can kind of give them certain benefits or advantages. That, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. horizontal gene transfer, a <laughs> whole other story yeah. that we're not going to talk about today. But I am going to share with you guys my, a PowerPoint I've prepared for this topic. <laughs> you prepared a PowerPoint we'll for a This Week in Science episode? <laughs> <laughs> because it's an imagery-heavy <laughs> episode. Okay. Wonderful. So this is a picture of an E. coli, and as Am said, the DNA is circular, free-floating, and bacteria, another thing that neither of you mentioned, but I think is important to this story, is bacteria are known to be fairly small. True. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're very small. Microorganisms, in fact, is what they're called. And yeah, they typically don't have any organelles. They just have free-floating DNA. And usually, like, their metabolic uh, enzymes are just attached to their cell membrane alongside their ribosomes. And kind of things happen at the cell membrane for them, hmm. which is really cool. And there's a lot of different types. So this is, like, a very generalized statement that doesn't necessarily apply to every single bacteria out there. Um, so this is a cute little scale roller of some microbacteria microbacteria, microorganisms, and some uh, non-microorganisms like fruit fly and C. elegans, which is a worm model organism. And you can see that on this scale bar, bacteria are typically pretty small, although there have been some that have been discovered at almost one millimeter in length. Wow. That was the largest bacterium that was previously discovered, which is bigger than like a baker's yeast cell which you can see is around 10 micrometers and then you can see like the other eukaryotes if we're going to call them that but just like non-bacterial organisms on here like c elegans which is a little worm 
is one millimeter and then fruit flies are like 50 millimeters maybe based on the scale 25 millimeters hard to tell because mm-hmm. it's a log scale but <laughs> doing my best <laughs> it's a good guess uh, anyways you can see there's a green bar at the end of this though that's pointing out something that is around uh two centimeters in length that's that's terrifying yeah what? so <laughs> dun da da <laughs> This is a brand new bacteria that was discovered. Oh my god. It's huge. (laughs) So I'm really excited to uh, talk about this bacteria today that's been named Theo Margarita Magnifica because of its magnificent size. Um, It's a material girl. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly has a lot of material. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, yeah, we're talking about the results from this paper that was published in BioArchive on February 18th of 2022. And the title is A Centimeter Long Bacterium with DNA Compartmentalized in Membrane-Bound Organelles. And the first author on this is Jean-Marie Voland, and the uh, last author, probably principal investigator, is Shailesh V. Date. So yeah, there's some pretty cool discoveries, but First of all, just the main discovery is that they're studying bacteria that live in these, um, I guess, mangrove tree environments. And you have like mangrove trees grow in water. And so you have like debris falling from the trees and leaves that get submerged in water. And there's a lot of sulfur. And so you have these clade, glass, whatever you want to call it, of bacteriums that digest sulfur. And thio margarita is a part of that, Mm. thio being sulfur. And margarita being um, a delicious drink. Margar- mm. I don't know why the margarita, I didn't look it up. I, d- I didn't want to know almost. I wanted to just believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about the, they they turn about it the into a sulfur mm. margarita and they just sip they on it. They take sulfur and they yeah. make margaritas. Mm. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Um, anyways, so they're looking at bacteria there, which typically can grow quite long and filamentous, but they're not often, they're not a single cell. They're like, they grow in little clusters that create these long chains, like beads on a um, string. Mm. Um, and in doing so, they discovered this new bacteria that is just one big, long filament. Uh, so let's look at it. Yeah, let's I want to see a, a picture of it. Yeah. yeah, I have so many questions. So this in panel A, you can see is like a decaying leaf with all of these mm-hmm. white filaments covering it. Mm-hmm. So that's this bacteria in its natural habitat. But you can see all of these like microscope images and some of them are electron microscope images of the shape and structure of this bacteria and it does just look like one long white hair and at the end of it is where it starts to bud off and form new bacteria at the end of this long strand but they did a lot of investigation because this is a really big finding to find a bacteria this big so they did a lot of investigation to show that it is indeed one long cell and not like interconnected cells and you can tell because there's no membrane that's dividing through the length of it as you can kind of see in the panel e Mm -hmm. even where it's starting to like butt off into new cells the membrane hasn't met in the middle yet yeah and what's also interesting about this bacteria well first of all it's like its size is like three times too large to overcome what we thought was like the previous restriction on bacterial size so essentially there's a lot of dis- um, research into the macrobacteria, which are just like gigantic bacteria, because uh, there's sort of limits on 
what we assume is how much or how big they can get based on the fact that they mostly rely on like passive diffusion of chemicals through their membrane and cytoplasm. Mm -hmm. And since the larger in volume you get, the uh, harder it is to passively diffuse waste out and stuff you want in. Mm-hmm. So one of the methods that macrobacterium use to overcome this, and also this bacterium uses, is as you can see in this panel, in the second figure of panel A, is there's just a large <laughs> water-filled sack inside mm. the whole thing. And it runs down the entire length of the filament, and all of its cytoplasm, which is just like its cell juice, cell innards, are confined to like a very thin rim around its cell membrane. Mm-hmm. And so that's what these electron microscope pictures are showing. And you can see that they have like, there's like granules where um, metabolism of sulfur compounds is happening. And then there's also something else there that's way more interesting, <laughs> in my opinion. But it's very interesting to learn about macrobacterium for me. I didn't know all of this. Yeah, It's um, very reminiscent of like uh, plant cells, right? Yeah. <clears throat> where they have like those massive vacuoles of just exactly. water uh, inside of them. And all like their goods are pushed to like near the cell wall. Just yeah, really exactly, because that's like the where they can get stuff from the environment, and mm-hmm. there's no point in sending stuff all the way to the center of a cell. Better just fill yeah. it with water. Mm-hmm. So this is what this thing does, and it's seventy percent of its volume is just this water-filled sack, wow. which is wild. Um, so another really cool thing about it is that they sequenced its DNA to figure out what's going on with it, <laughs> and to start with, it has a ton of DNA. Um, it has, uh, so it has a genome size, which is just like the number of base pairs that is about a little bit bigger than the genome of Baker's yeast, which is, as I mentioned, a eukaryotic cell. So thought to be like way more complex, you would think it would need a bigger genome, but no, this guy has a bigger genome. And then in terms of protein coding sequences, which is what create genes and genes are what do the things that we need to happen in the cell, like metabolism, like building organelles, like um, transcribing DNA, all of these things are done by proteins. And it has about three times as many genes as the median of like other bacteria. So it just has like a massive genome and a ton of protein genes. It had around, they identified 11,000-ish protein coding sequences. And for reference, the humans are estimated to have around 20,000. Yeah. So there's about a 10,000 difference in genes between this guy and us, yeah, which wow. is big, obviously, because mm-hmm. look at us and look at them. But um, <laughs> it's still pretty remarkable that it has this many genes. Um, and some of the interesting things is that they were looking at like what types of genes it has. And it's lost a lot of genes that are related to cell division. And it's gained a lot of genes that are related to like cell elongation. So this is, again, there's sort of like some suspect or some suspicion that this is how it's building itself to be this really long uh, filament. That's really interesting Mm -hmm. that even genetically, it's kind of trending towards elongation instead of budding off into smaller organisms. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, But, oh, here's, so, and then they they included videos. So we're just going to play this video because I want you guys to see this bacteria, IRL. So this is 6.3 millimeters long, which, like, they're visible to the naked eye. It's really disturbing. I don't think I even have hairs Honestly. on my head that are that long. <laughs> yeah. 
That's true. You might not. <laughs> yeah, if you find a hair on your head that's that long, it might be this bacteria. <laughs> oh, it don't might say be. that. Oh. <laughs> Um, so that's a video of it, but there's also, mm-hmm. let me just see if I can find the picture of it next to a dime, because that's the really... Uh, that's the money shot. <laughs> that's the money shot. You can see, oh, these wow. are the filaments next to a coin. So they're obviously really, really thin, but uh, entirely visible. I just got a really weird chill up and down my spine that like yeah <laughs> i could be swimming next to these maybe i mean these seem to exist yeah. in a specific environment but they look a lot like parasites yeah. i think which just makes yeah. it uncomfortable to look at for sure um and yeah if i had seen those covering a leaf anywhere near where i was like those long hairy white filaments on a leaf i would probably just move away but these people <laughs> did not they investigated and they found the largest bacteria it's very cool I had one interesting question, but you talked about how they have organelle. This is the, I think, the most exciting finding of this paper. So as you probably heard, the title of the paper says, um, a centimeter long bacterium with DNA compartmentalized in membrane bound organelles. Mm. So yeah, uh, they discovered that this, this baby has organelles, which is the first time that's ever been discovered for bacteria particularly for DNA, there might be other cases, but I don't think they're membrane bound. But here's Mm -hmm. a, so this is like a microscope, compiled microscope image 3D reconstruction of what's staining for DNA. Mm -hmm. And so you can see that like all throughout it on the, in that like membrane area where the cytoplasm is, it has these millions of little dots of DNA, what look kind of like granules or speckles. Mm -hmm. And these are actually membrane bound organelles that contain their DNA, which is unheard of for bacteria bacteria are known to be free-floating dna that's their whole thing but these guys not only have dna in these little membrane bound organelles but they also have they keep their like components for translating the dna into rna in those organelles as well which is like we're approaching nucleus yeah almost exactly like what a eukaryotic nucleus is and so yeah they're speckled all over this uh bacteria and because the authors discovered a new organelle they got to name it cool Um, (laughs) and so uh what they say is that the word uh for the little seeds that speckle a kiwi or like a watermelon are pips i think Mm -hmm. and so in kind of like reference to that and like the etymology of that word they call these pepins and they're just little pepins of dna cool Ah. so (laughs) So i love that i think they did a great job naming this new organelle and yeah that is so cool in each of those pepins i'm forever calling it that those pepins it's the same dna yeah um they have i think all of their or at least a lot of their dna in each of those pepins they do talk about like the relative because bacteria especially large bacteria one of their features is polyploidy so that essentially mm-hmm. means per like one cell, they have many copies of their whole genome, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, you know, odd, but it's necessary in order to be able to, at multiple locations along the cell, get anything you need from your DNA, right? You don't mm-hmm. want to have to keep going back to somewhere far away to get something from your one copy of DNA. It's much easier to just have a copy where you need it. 
So this yeah, is right. is like exactly the same case for this. It's a polyploid. It has many, many, many copies of its DNA. Yeah, it's maxiploid. It's so many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And these are like, it's a fascinating discovery and like kind of epitomizes all of these changes a single cell can make to achieve greatness. No, to achieve a large <laughs> <Yeah>. size. <laughs> and so this is like a really cool example of that because we mm-hmm. often like, one of the like a big question about biology and especially in moving from like single cell to multi-cell organism is how do you get big and a lot of it has to do with like localization of gene transcription and then like translocation of nutrients and other stuff and diffusion and so this is bacteria is like a really cool example of how to get big because mm-hmm. it's doing all of these things and it's getting getting really really big <laughs> yeah i think it's Super it's big. really cool that like um a lot of these episodes and stuff we've talked about people who have um, made new things or kind of uh, discovered things, mm-hmm. but through kind of more synthesis and stuff. But this, I, I would have expected that the largest bacterium would have already been discovered like years ago. Well, mm-hmm. and, it, but, and it was, <laughs> but we just found a bigger one. Right? Well, sure. Yeah. But like, you know, with that upper yeah. limit, you think that, well, there's nothing bigger. And then here it is. It's two centimeters yeah. long. Yeah. I have a lot of other thoughts too. Where so with this bacteria, where it kind of pinches off, it looks like into yeah. like bud. I, I suppose is, I don't know what the, that's the right term yeah. to like make a new, I guess, daughter cell. I would assume. Yeah. Um, is there also like that's a fission? I would call it, like a yeah. breaking apart. Is there are there fusion events? Like can they? I don't think add to each other. I don't think they've ever seen fusion events. Mm-hmm. I definitely not mentioned in the paper, so I have no idea. I doubt it. Okay. I don't think mm-hmm. um. I don't know if bacterial cell fusion is a very common thing. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. But yeah, no, it's definitely, um, but yeah, that would be wild if you fuse two 20, two centimeter long bacteria to make them like, (laughs) you just keep making longer bacteria. Like transformers, right? Oh my God. (laughs) And my other question was, you mentioned that it's a thio, thio, uh, I guess a sulfur based uh, organism. And that itself is really interesting. Sulfur eating as opposed to oxygen, which is, you know, what we mm-hmm. believed are like the requirements for life. But now we're seeing more and more as you get deeper and deeper into the ocean. And now we're seeing yeah. them under uh, these trees that you mentioned. Yeah. They're like, it's hard to, it's hard to get oxygen places. Exactly. I guess we're seeing more and more of these. And it's surprising that they're even bigger than our, their, orga- their oxygen based cousins, mm. you know? Yeah. And it's curious <laughs> too, because like the, all, a lot of these sulfur based bacteria are big bacteria like that's why they Mm -hmm. were looking here is because these bacteria are big and they're known to digest sulfur and but like i said normally you can see these long filaments but when you look closely it's made up of multiple bacteria so this is just one case where they found a species that isn't it is just one long cell one long (laughs) white (laughs) filamentous looking cell and it's not associated with any like uh, problems in us, is it? Like if we uh, no, if I, do I find don't think one, so. I don't just think don't it's go drinking water below mangrove trees, and you'll be fine. That's right. Well, I mean, you'd probably also be more concerned. I'm sure there's other like more concerning parasites, and also right. just like sulfur in general is not something you necessarily want to be drinking large quantities of. So, I think the bacteria are pretty relaxed. They're interested in one thing and one thing only, and that's sulfur and being long boys. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. You go Thio ma- Margarita ma- Magnifica. Magnifica. And yeah. your Pippins and your cute and your little Pippins. Pippins. I love this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if I had any inclination for drawing, I would draw a little long long girl with Pippins and be so cute, yeah. but I can't draw, so.
Oh, I I also want to mention, like, in the case of eukaryotes, there's very mm-hmm. few examples where you see, like, we we have our pippins, our nuclei, right? Yeah. Very few examples where you see a single cell with many, many nuclei. And the mm-hmm. one immediate example that comes to mind are muscle cells, mm-hmm. right? Which are, are probably some of our longer, well, I mean, as opposed to axons and, like, neurons, <laughs> but some of our uh, longer cells yeah. with multiple nuclei as well. But they undergo those fusion events. So it's almost like the opposite yeah, that's true. Uh, scenario. Which is yeah. really cool. And I think it's interesting, like, I'm sure, I'm sure the authors will study this more and go more into it. But just thinking about, like, the advantages of being long in that environment in terms of access to more mm. sulfur and more metabolic nutrients and whatever they need to grow. I'm sure it'll be interesting to see how, what, what comes next for Thio Margarita mm. Magnifica. Yeah. So, very cool. Very exciting. Can't wait to hear, can't wait to hear more from her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Gorgeous, gorgeous squirrelies grow really, really long. (laughs) With that, uh, I would like to thank you for listening and learning with me today. Uh, This has been our This Week in Science for the week of February 27th. Um, And it's been about this paper that was published to BioArchive called A Centimeter Long Bacterium with DNA Compartmentalized in Membrane-Bound Organelles. Uh, first author Jean-Marie Voland and I'd like to congratulate all of the authors on their work and discovery very cool very exciting stuff great job yeah I've been your host Sienna I'm Alistair and I'm Om and we look forward to you tuning in to our next week next week's in science whenever that (laughs) may be (laughs) next week thanks for listening (laughs) 